Um, okay, so we're up to the Ayin Aleph, Amid Aleph, the Mishnah on the top. The Mishnah is teaching, the Mishnah says like this, Nodra Erusa. if a woman made a vow when she was in Arus, so as we said, after she's engaged, after Kedushin, before Nesuin, the one who nullifies the vow is a combination father-husband, Nizgarsha, but then she gets divorced. So she got engaged, I say engaged, I mean Kedushin, she gets the ring, she makes a vow, then she gets divorced. Then that same day, she, on that same day, she, she, she's Mikadosh someone else. Now, a couple things. Now, it has to be that same day because, as we know, once 24 hours pass after a vow, you can't, you can't nullify it anymore. So Monday morning, she, she's engaged to Ruven, makes a vow, gets divorced. That same day, an hour later, gets engaged to Shimon. So who nullifies her vow? At the time that she made the vow, it was Ruven. But now, it's Shimon. In between, she was single. So the halacha is, even if it happened a hundred times, her father and her new husband can nullify the vows. Because this we had previously, that after Kedushin, you could nullify the, the orus, that's the status of the fiancé after Kedushin, not only could he nullify the vows that she made now, he could also nullify the vows that she made before they got engaged. So basically, in other words, the one who nullifies the vow is her current father and her current husband. Okay. Zahaklal, this is the rule. As long as she was never on her own, meaning on her own is two ways, either 12 and a half or Nisuin. As long as she's not on her own at any point, her father and her current husband nullify the vows. So I just, I wanted to add some of Farsham to today's daf. I felt bad. I saw the Rishonim point out something. I think it was who the Mabitz points out, other other Rishonim points out that um, it says that she got engaged, got divorced. Uh, uh, let's say the husband died, divorced her. It says Nizkarish divorced, whatever, and then she got engaged again the same day. You're supposed to wait three months, right? So the halach is this is talking about a case where she broke halach. <laughs> she shouldn't have done this. We we advise we we generally wait three months because even after kedushin because uh, just to separate so that there's no problem with the uh, paternity issues. So th- this case is entirely against Allah. Okay, so fine. Starts the Gemara. So we see from this Mishnah that an Arus can not only nullify his own vows, but he can nullify the vows that she made before they got engaged, because that's that's the point. She got en- she made a vow during the first engagement, and now she's breaking it with the new husband from the second engagement. So the Gemara speaks it out. How do I know that the current fiancé can nullify vows that she made by the first fiancé? The Pasuk is, It says that if she's engaged and she has Nedarim, Nedarim Aleha, Aleha is past, meaning, Nedarim means that he nullifies the Nedarim Aleha, the ones that she already had. Okay. Now, by the way, it's clear from the Mishnah, that's what it means, but Shmuel's the one who spoke it out. Because I guess, I, I don't know how you could read the Mishnah otherwise, but Shmuel's the one who spoke it out, that not only does she nullify vows that she made to this fiancé, but he can nullify vows from the first fiancé. So we're attributing it to Shmuel's teaching, but it's, it's really Shmuel interpreting the Mishnah. The Gemara says, wait a minute. You're telling me that the Pasuk says, which means that she already had Nidarim, and that means that even though there were Nidarim by the first husband, the second husband can, can nullify it. How do you know? Maybe the Pasuk is only referring to vows that took place um, when she was single in between, right? She had a busy day. Monday morning she's engaged, divorced, single, engaged a second time. So we're saying that the second husband can not only nullify vows from before when she was single in that hour in between, but he could even nullify vows that she made when she was 
engaged to the first guy. And that's Shmuel's interpretation. The Gemara says, how do you know? Maybe the Mishnah means, maybe all it means is that she could nullify, he could nullify vows that she made now, and he could even nullify vows from before, meaning when she was single, that hour in between. How do you know that he could even nullify a vow that she made when she was engaged to the first one? You understand? So the Gemara says, the actual word Aleha. The actual word Aleha teaches you that. Okay. Very simple. So that's Shmuel's teaching, and we have a Bryce that backs of Shmuel, Tanya Kavosa the Shmuel, the Bryce that backs of Shmuel that again, that a current husband, a current fiance, can not only nullify her vows that she made now, and not only could he nullify the vows that she made when she was single, but he could even nullify vows that she made with, by her first fiance during the previous 24 hours. How do you, the Bryce says like Shmuel, it says, Naira Hamerasa, a girl who's engaged, Aviu Bailamifirindureha, her father and her husband revoke her vows. Ketzad, what's an example? Shama of Via if the father hears about the vow and revokes it. So Monday morning, she makes a vow. She's, in, she's engaged to Reuven. Father hears about the vow, he revokes it, and then Reuven dies. Okay? And then she gets engaged again an hour later to Shimon. So, so, so. There should be way more questions than you have right now on that. No, I don't have any questions. Yeah, okay. So, so Ruvain again was the fiance at the time of the vow, but he which, died. Which would make it both? Huh? The father and the, the father and the thing, but the but Ruvain died. She gets engaged to Shimon now. So the halacha is, um, the, the the current husband can nullify the vows. This is the source that. That again, she made the vow when she was engaged to Reuven, but then Reuven died, and an hour later she gets engaged to Shimon. Shimon can nullify the vows. Not much like that. Now, but, uh, uh, Shimon, it's two separate. Like, correct, but the pasuk is revealing that as long that correct that that the the current husband has the right to nullify all vows. So even if it was a vow that she took when she was single, even if it was a vow that she took when she was engaged to another man, the current husband has that right. Now here's the rest of the daf. If the husband doesn't die, if the first guy doesn't die, does the second one... Like, How are they, are they engaged, divorced? How is she engaged to two men? Yeah. She's divorced, so then it will go... Well, if she's, it's, it's the current husband. Now, here's, here's the... dead or divorced, correct. Or what is the current husband? Now, here's the key. law. Let's say she's engaged to Reuven. Um, the Reuven nullifies the vow. Then Reuven dies. Then she gets engaged to Shimon. So the question is... Does who nullifies the vow now? Meaning, you always generally need the father and the husband. The husband nullified the vow, but then he died. Generally, when you die, it restarts the clock a little bit. So Reuven dies. Then she gets engaged to Shimon. So the choice is as follows. Just the father or father and current husband. So the Gemara says, If the husband hears about the vows and nullifies it, and then before the father gets involved, the husband dies. So Reuben dies. And then she gets engaged to Shimon. Now this is a little bit strange. I'll, I'll read the Gemara. I'll tell you very simply what it means. And then I'll explain the, why there's a tremendously long run on the next Ahmed. So says the Gemara, the father nullifies the vow entirely. He nullifies his part. He nullifies the first husband. The father is all that matters. Okay. So very simply, if... Again, she was engaged to Reuven, he nullified the vow, then he died, she got engaged to Shimon. The halacha is, Shimon is irrelevant, it's just the dad. Okay, just the dad. And we'll explain why. Amr Rav Nassim, Rav Nassim says, Hey, Nadeh Bishameh. Rav Nassim says, This is the opinion of Bishameh. Rav Nassim says, No, you need the father and the current husband. 
So according to Beishamah, you just need the dad. According to Beishel, you need the dad and the current husband. What's the machlokus about? Bemai pligi, go to the next page. Very short. Beishamah savri, nedarim nami sharo la'aris nesroik rishos la'av umegaz gayas. Beishel savri, aviyu bailach mefinadirav uloi megaz gayas. We had this machlokus already. And that was when the, father, when the husband nullifies the vow, there's two ways to look at it. He's either completely removing his half. 100% it's gone. That's how Bishamay looks at it. So what happens like this. You have another, I'll tell you the Pashup Shat and then I'll explain to you the major problem with it. And that, that's why this is a very long round. But I'll just like to go to Pashup Shat. She's engaged to Reuven. She makes a vow. Reuven nullifies the vow. But then Reuven dies. She gets engaged to Shimon. Who nullifies the rest of the vow? So says Beishamai, just the dad. Why? When Reuven nullified the vow, according to Beishamai, he completely eradicated the husband's part of it. Gone. It's gone. So therefore, what's left is the dad. Makes a lot of sense. Beis Hillel holds, no, it's not Megas guys. Beis Hillel holds that when you nullify a vow, you don't remove it entirely. You just weaken it overall. Therefore, when Reuven nullified the vow, he didn't remove the portion of the husband. He just weakened the overall nether. Therefore, when he died, and then it went over, and then Shimon got engaged to her, it's like any other case, which is the father and Shimon need a combo. I I think it's actually quite simple. The reason why there's a very long run, I'll just point out the problem. The Lashon of the Gemara was, according to Beishamah, again, Beishamah holds that the husband completely eradicates his side, it's gone, the only left playing, the only player left is the dead. Makes a lot of sense. That's why Shimon is irrelevant. Here's the problem. It says that when the father nullifies the vow, he nullifies his portion, and he nullifies, he re-nullifies the first husband's. Meaning, when Ruve nullified the vow, Beishamah, the Lashon of the Gemara is Chayzer Av, again, Ruve nullified the vow, then died. She gets engaged to Shimon. According to Beishamah, the only one that nullifies vows the husband, is, is the father, because the father's the only player left. But says the Gemara, Chayzer Av, that not only does the father nullify his own, he should have in mind he's re-nullifying the first husband's. Why? Because when someone dies, it restarts the clock. So the very, very long run is to try to figure out, once you're acknowledging that it restarts the clock, then shouldn't the second husband be a player again? Meaning the whole premise of Beishamah, just one second, the whole premise of Beishamah is that she was engaged to Reuven at the time. Reuven nullified the vow, completely eradicated. His portion is gone. Poof. Then he dies. She gets engaged to Shimon, but Shimon is irrelevant because the, father, the husband's already done. The only one left is the father. Here's the problem. The problem is that according to Beishamah, when the father nullifies the vow, he has to have in mind to re-nullify the first husband's. Because when he dies, it comes back. Once it comes back, then why is Shimon not a player again? Meaning, if the father would just nullify... Yeah, Beishamah. So if the father would just nullify his portion after the husband died, I get it. But the father has to re-nullify Reuven's portion. Why? Because when Reuven dies, it's like, it's like an etch-a-sketch. It like redoes it. Well, once it redoes it, then why is the second husband not a player again? And there's a very long... Just, just, just address the answer. It's very he's subtle. Huh? Because he's alive. So it's, I because guess... He, because he's alive. The, 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 the only thing that restarts the clock in that, in that so, respect is if he was dead. So if he's dead... So what you have to say is that it restarts the clock. It restarts the clock that you need to do something for the husband, but it doesn't restart the clock that his, his nether is not refilled. It, it's a subtle lumbus, you have to understand. But the basic, again, but the basic sheet is... What is that? 
I was saying, well, if I'll just read technicality. Well, I'll just read you three lines. The very, very long run. The first widest line. The second widest line. Nearly hainu taima mishum dilu beishamai svila mekas guys koin beishamai when the husband nullifies the vow. The vow is completely removed. Kivan dechi hefer habal ivdele palga dinodra legamri. His half is completely gone. Harimaisa shle nigmar. His job is over. So therefore, although when he dies. It's like the, it's like his revocation didn't really take place, and the father has to redo it. But his action is done, meaning it's sort of like you have one card to play. The father and the husband have one card to play. Once the husband plays his card, he's done. Even though when he dies, due to a technicality, you might have to redo it. But he's not redoing it. It's the father that's redoing it. You understand? He's meaning just, he's revealing the balls. Yeah, correct. He's just correct. Revealing it. I mean, the father just has to like basically remind you of what the husband did as opposed to base hillel says no it's not that the husband the husband didn't remove the value just weakened it therefore when the husband dies it's like any other another goes to the but that's you have to say according to bishaman that's the very long run to try to touch on this is that when when the husband does it he completely removed the vow entirely and although when he dies something has to happen again the father is just going to do that for the husband but it's definitely not the new husband because he is completely irrelevant okay that, that's the potentially that's the lumbus now just to finish up the daf um the, 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 just to finish up, one last Shiloh. We won't even get to the answer. We'll just mention the Shiloh. The husband has two choices, right? Uh, three choices, actually. I apologize. When a husband hears about a vow, he has three choices. He could either nullify the vow. He could say the vow is good. So it's the, vow is, the vow is bad. The vow is good. Or he could just say nothing. And then if 24 hours pass, it passively becomes good. So the, all these cases what we've, we've talked about till now is where the husband dies that day... Again, it's if he if he made the vow good, then it's a good vow. If he said it's not a good vow, then we just saw from Beishamai, he's done. Beishelva, and then if he said nothing, then if she gets engaged to the new husband, the new husband gets hurt. But that we've basically clarified. What happens if he didn't say it's a good vow? He didn't say it's a bad vow, but he got divorced. I Meaning he divorced her. Is the action of divorcing her? He knows when he divorces her that that itself is. That itself is, he's no longer going to be able to nullify the vow. The question is, is divorcing her his passive-aggressive way of saying it's a good vow because you can no longer nullify it? Just the yeah, so, let's, uh, so it's pretty clear from the Gemara till now that I thought that, that divorcing is, is not, is, is passive, it's nothing. The Gemara speaks it out. Is divorcing her like... Um, confirming the vow because you know the second you divorce her your jurisdiction is up so if you wanted to nullify now is your chance so by you divorcing her you're basically saying it's a good vow or no but you divorcing her, you're just saying i'm not getting involved the question is is the divorce a confirmation or just passive aggressive nothing again till now we pretty much made it seem like it's nothing so the gemara says what's the nafkamina lamai nafkamina the gemara says a very simple nafkamina going to nadra she made a nether Shama Bailo, the husband hears about it, Begirsha divorces her. Vahajabyoim, and then he retakes her back that day. So he Monday, divorced her because of the matter? No, just divorced her, because he didn't like her face. And then he's stupid, so he took her back that day because he thought things would be different. So now the question is: can he nullify the vow? Meaning, if divorcing is passive aggressive, then he never confirmed the vow, he can now nullify. But if divorce is a form of confirmation, then he cannot nullify it anymore because he already confirmed it. So Gemara says, If divorce is just silence, 
Well, he, he's now the husband again. It's within 24 hours. He could divorce her. He could nullify the vow. But if divorce is a confirmation, it's too late. Stop here. <laughs> I know, it's, it seems, unless, unless what you have to say is the cases, so it has to be the cases, what you have to say the cases are of those cases where the husband divorced her, where it's not a confirmation. It must be where he didn't hear about the vow. That's what you'd have to say. He didn't hear about the vow. He divorced her without knowing that she made a vow. Over here, he hears about the vow. He knows she made a vow. He doesn't answer. He's like, we're divorced. So the question is, is the action of divorce a confirmation? Is it passive-aggressive? Nothing. And then Afghan would be if you take her back. I guess that's what you'd have to say, right? It's saying he had it. One second. And that's why when I, I said before, I was like, he, cause, did he divorce her because he heard about the, what's it called? No, 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 no. I think it's exactly what I said. Up to this point, and I'll end with this, we've had till now that when a husband divorces her, the nether is still, it's still up in the air. It's not confirmed yet. So what's the shaila? How can the Gemara ask? All those cases must be where the husband did not hear about the vow. Meaning, she makes the vow Monday morning, the husband divorces her, but the husband didn't know about it. So that's why it's still up in the air. In our case, she tells the husband, hey, I just made a vow. He doesn't say a thing, and he's just like, yeah, we're getting divorced. So the question is, is that divorce, um, when he hears about the vow, is that is that a confirmation, or is that just silence being nothing? That's that's the Shiloh.